ready for yet another edition on golden string radio podcast network i'm dj chef salad i'm scotty Hubermensch major and uh, we're here to talk about uh, all our favorite stuff that's on screens whether it be movies or television or what have you um scott what do you think about that intro music uh i gotta say man i i listened to uh, a little i didn't listen to both of our podcast the first ones in their entirety but i listened to a good bit of each of them about 15 to 20 minutes and uh yeah i'm really digging the intro music i think it's dope well thanks man that's just uh uh olive my daughter she had recorded um that echo part and it had just some drums and she was just singing over it um and completely unedited i just added um I just added some bass on top of that and just said popcorn. <laughs> that's all it is. But that's that's her brainchild. So give, got to give props to Olive Grace for that one. Yeah, she's a uh, man. You got a you got a young genius on your on your hands. I feel like. Well, she takes after her dad, man. What can I say? <laughs> I, I knew you would come back with something like that well you set them up scott i gotta knock them down yeah for sure <laughs> uh we're we're just about a little over a week what's today's date like four, the 14th uh yeah it's it's 12 14 today 12, 14 so uh that means we're 11 days away from uh from christmas day um, yeah um and it's uh i mean i'm sure you've felt this way i know i have uh it, it just it doesn't fit like all these holidays it seems like everything just like blended together this year because of the uh pandemic and everything the shutdown since uh march so i like other than the fact that me having to get like christmas shopping done super day recently and i still gotta finish but other than that to me it doesn't even feel like uh christmas christmas is coming but it's a weird i don't year. know about you it's a it's a very weird year and, and plus the fact that it was like 50 degrees this weekend you know it's it's hard to sort of wrap your head around that yeah that too um, I, and i only remember one other year this was probably five years ago. Uh, probably about five years ago, I remember I went to a Browns game in December and it was like 70 degrees and I couldn't believe it. But uh, yeah, this is uncharacteristic weather in December. That is a, that is an understatement, yeah. Uh, again, uh, apologies for, for the echo. I'm still trying to get this whole thing sorted out um but yeah I, I i say that in a segue to sort of getting maybe some christmas topics um 
Christmas movies specifically, which I'm not huge on as a rule. Uh, but uh, you know, I think I think it's it's that season, and we need to at least acknowledge it. Um, so, thinking about some favorites, do you have any off the top of your head favorite Christmas movies, favorite Christmas moments in movies, anything like that? Well, off the top of my head, and I feel like this one's been overplayed, and there there there's been some pushback that it's not a Christmas movie. Um, it, it's just the fact that I. I've seen it in so long, like, I don't know how high I would put it on my list. I mean, it's a great movie, but I would have to go back and re-watch it, and I'm talking about the movie starring Bruce Willis, Die Hard. That's divisive. Uh, That's uh, one movie there um, off the top of my head, and then as far as some others go, I think, uh, I don't know, I, I like Home Alone, the original, and then uh, I think, too, actually, you can make a case, too, Lost in New York is um, better than the first one. Um, and then there's the classics, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Um I like Christmas Vacation. I know that's a lot of people. They're like, they they love that or they don't really care for it at all. I do like Christmas Vacation. And I told you before that I really enjoyed the original Bad Santa with Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, I heard the second one, the sequel, was terrible. I've never seen it, but. Those are just a few uh, that I enjoy. So is the sequel also Billy Bob Thornton, or is it did they completely sort of like um, uh, go with a different character, an actor? No, it's it's also Billy Bob Thornton. But I just heard they kind of like it was the same humor, but almost an overdose of, of it it was like overkill yeah like and it, it just didn't work but yeah well that's a bummer i mean i've never seen bad santa uh but i hear it's really great i think maybe primarily from you um of course yeah like you said die hard that's a divisive one i think it definitely falls in the christmas movie category uh you always hear that uh, around this time of year another one that i think is more divisive and if you allow die hard into the christmas category you also have to allow eyes wide shut um which i think if that's allowed that's going to be one of my favorite christmas movies uh, and that's a great one i i know we talked about it we we did a list like this years ago on uh gypr during the holiday season and I, I think I mentioned it that year, but I, I actually, I, until you brought Aswan Shut Up, I forgot about that. But that's a great pick because it, it does take place during uh, Christmas. And, and, so. and what's the criteria? Like, what, what does it have to include to be considered a Christmas movie? I think it just has to take place during Christmas season overtly. Like, you have to see... Uh, decorations, ornamentation, stuff like that, um, at least uh, one Christmas carol. If that's uh, included, and like you know, you see him walking through some snow, 
if it's a like a snow area, um, then yeah, I think it's a Christmas movie. So so you you for sure you you would put you do consider Die Hard a, a Christmas movie then? I'm gonna be honest, I hardly remember Die Hard. I haven't seen it in its entirety in so long. Um, but I think it. I think it does. Uh, I think. See it, me either. But I. I just remember it taking. Like I remember there being Christmas like elements, like themes. Yeah. And I think that's all it needs. I think. That's, yeah. I think that's fair. I mean, other than that, like you said, Home Alone. As a kid, I really enjoyed Home Alone. We always had our Christmas parties at at school where we got to take the afternoon and watch Home Alone. Um, so that that's good memories. Uh, I did always make a point of watching, um, like, the Rudolph, the network movies that they played. Was there a Charlie Brown Christmas? Yeah. Yeah, there's a Charlie Brown Christmas. That I, that was my jam. I love the Charlie Brown movies. See, I love the Thanksgiving. I, I don't really remember the uh, Christmas, though. Um, I don't remember the Christmas a lot. I know the Great Pumpkin Um. I think that's my favorite one. I think that's a, a fan favorite of most people. But um, yeah, yeah, I I, I love those movies. Uh, I know you, because uh, on, on here, and I only saw it years ago, but I, I know you wouldn't have this one talking about movies that for sure wouldn't be on our list for Christmas. I know you wouldn't have... Because it's on one of these lists I'm looking at, and it's your boy uh, Tim Burton and Johnny Depp with with Edward Scissorhands. Uh, See, I don't even know, like, is there a Christmas portion of that movie? See, I, I saw it so long ago, like, I was probably, like... 12, 13, the last time I watched it, that... I don't even remember, but it's on, uh, I'm looking at a Rotten Tomatoes list, and they have it as the uh, 19th best Christmas movie. Huh. Okay, fair enough. Um, Again, I don't, I watched Tim Burton so little that I don't even remember that movie. Um, Although it is one of his better movies, I'll give it that. Uh, we did watch Nightmare Before Christmas not too long ago, which I also, of course, uh, that's a Halloween and Christmas movie. I think that's two birds with one stone, so that's a good example. Um, you know, it's like don't don't you do you ever get the feeling, Dave, especially with that movie? And I've only seen parts of it. Uh, like I've never seen the whole thing from start to finish but don't you get the feeling that tim burton would he it's almost like what he goes for in in his films especially like a nightmare before christmas with all the just weird like wacky like i don't even know how to explain it it's just like all this terrifying spooky stuff going on to me it it kind of feels like it's like about an LSD trip or something. Like Tim Burton had a 
I don't know. He he has a kind of a messed up mind, I think. Well, as far as LSD trips go, Scott, I wouldn't know. I'll leave that to you and your depravity. But um, <laughs> no, I, he does. He definitely has an aesthetic, um, and I can appreciate that. He goes for the macabre uh, stuff. Is really outlandish. Just not my cup of tea. And uh, let let's just be fair, Dave. To to be clear, I know you don't know about you don't know about this because uh, you're you're a, such a good soldier. Upstanding. I don't know. Upstanding is the word. I don't know anything about uh, LSD trips. I I, <laughs> I do know a little something about uh, marijuana trips, oh. but we'll just leave it at that. I'll edit that part out. <laughs> I'll just say you know something about something. Something about something. Yeah, there you go, Dave. Uh, you know what else? Um, See, that's that's the danger of doing a podcast, Dave. Is I feel so like I feel like there's no limits on me, and it's really you got to be careful. It's like letting a caged animal loose again it is it is and now that we're being recorded this is gonna live on forever in infamy so yeah uh, i'm trying to protect you scott i got you're that that's why you're the the uh salad man (laughs) i i just while you were protecting me if you could do the like while you're keeping me protected, if you could just talk to me in that night train voice, <laughs> that is like, I, I'll be, I'm just, I'm good to go because that's like the definition. You look up corn in the dictionary and it's right there. It's a picture of Aloysius See? Claymore. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but you know what else is uh, tangentially sort of a Christmas movie? Snowpiercer. It is. Kind of. Kind of. They celebrate New Year's Day, so I don't know if that counts, but uh, lots of snow. I mean, it's it's part of the whole, it's part of the Christmas season, right? Cause, there you go. I mean, these days, not not everyone doesn't even, some people don't like saying Merry Christmas, and they say Happy Holidays. So. That's right. It's a it's a holiday movie. It's the holiday yeah. season. Uh, are you a Merry Christmas person, or are you a Happy Holidays person? I'm a, I'm I'm kind of throwback. I I like saying Merry Christmas. Uh, I don't really you would. see the uh, harm in it. Um, I don't know. I I just like the. I don't know. To me, it's just that time of year where I do think Christmas is a little bit overrated, uh, at least for adults anyway. When you're a kid, I think it's fantastic. But in adulthood, I I definitely think Christmas is overrated. But it's, it's one of the things that are important about the holiday season is, uh, showing compassion and empathy i believe toward people and i don't know i just feel like saying merry christmas uh embodies that for me like i don't know like happy holidays it just seems because you could say that 
about other holidays too that are around the same time. It, it doesn't seem as authentic to me, but I don't know. That's just me. What are your thoughts on it? Are you Merry Christmas guy or are you Happy Holiday guy? I'm definitely a Happy Holidays guy if it's not Christmas Day or Christmas Eve. Um, you know, it's just all inclusive. And if I know, or rather, if I don't know someone, uh, because I worked in customer service, I worked in tech support over the phone. Um, so you don't know who you're talking to. You don't know what they celebrate. So happy holidays is all encompassing. Uh, and I think it's, it's, uh, it's considerate, you know, we're, we're strangers on this, this big, uh, blue rock. So, uh, I'm trying to, to appeal to everyone, Scott. Uh, I see. So you're saying you're, what you're saying is I leave people out and I'm, I'm inconsiderate. Is that what you're saying? Precisely. I love your honesty. (laughs) Why we've been friends for so long. Thanks for putting me in my place. I do what I can, Scott. Uh, so we had homework. We watched Snowpiercer. Um, and we both we both completed our homework, which is a rarity. And uh, I, 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 for one, really enjoyed it. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, too. Uh, I thought it was excellent. And I, I'm kind of, like, bummed I was talking to you about this not to I think it was sometime last week and I'm kind of bummed that the uh, television series isn't streaming like I think you need one of the add-ons or something like that on Hulu I know you you looked it up Uh, so I wanted to go back and watch it but I, I couldn't see how the series would be as good. I I wouldn't set my expectations towards thinking the series. Uh, I I wouldn't say that I'd be going in there hoping it it was gonna be excellent and be as good. But um, I just thought right off the bat, Dave. Um, what that's what I liked about it is. It was really no holds barred. Like right off the bat, there's there's tension, and from start to finish, it's just action packed and so engrossing. Like it sucks you in. And what I love about movies, they when they're done the right way, movies like Snowpiercer, action movies is. Um, just like the movies that could from the start like they crank up to to about level 10 or they go they go above the 10 on the scale and Mm -hmm. they don't really let you hold your breath or you don't want to miss a moment to me if they're able to put it all together and the cinematography is really good as well. To to me, you have a home run. And I got to say, that's what I enjoy thoroughly the most about Snowpiercer is 
uh, from the opening scene, really, like, there was no time where you could just sit back and take a deep breath, in my opinion. I agree. Yeah, the pacing is great. Um, it does a really, really good job of setting, uh, setting the world um, right from the start. You, you, you're just thrown right into it. Um, so the world building doesn't take too long uh, to get into the action. And once it does, it is a thrill ride. Uh, no pun intended since, you know, it's on a train. I don't know if you could get that. But uh, yeah, yeah, really good, really good movie. Um, I, I, I even like Chris Evans a whole lot. You know, I'm not a big fan in general, but he did a great job. Tilda Swinton uh, absolutely stole the show. She was the best part of the movie. Um, but yeah, uh, this was uh, after seeing Parasite. Um, uh, this, this is just the second movie I've seen from uh, Bong Joon-ho. And I am under the impression that he's a master just from, from the strength of these two movies. Uh, I just don't understand how you could have that much acumen um, to put things on screen like, like he's done with these two. Um, so yeah, I, I am absolutely thrilled to, to see what, what he comes up with. And you mentioned, and I've only, they're also the only movies I've seen that were his projects as well and uh you mentioned parasite dave and i'm uh interested in how you feel about this like i i felt with parasite like there were things that were like humorous and you you could laugh at like there were little funny moments in the film but then i also thought it was like also so like gut-wrenching um in the movie especially like the the end of the movie but what do you think about that in parasite and the humor element did you see any of it in that that's that's what where he excels um even with with snowpiercer to a lesser extent um these moments of levity uh, that he's able to, to to sort of inject into this movie that's got really dark subject matter. You know, both of these movies are really about uh, classism and, um, you know, the, the, the way that the lower class and the, the upper crust uh, sort of interact and, and, and how that's um, the dichotomy between the, the classes and everything in between. Uh, so it's heavy, heavy stuff. But he has this way of uh, injecting humor that I don't know of any other director that can do that. Maybe uh, Yergos Lanthimos uh, with his uh, killing of a sacred deer and um, uh, the lobster, things like that. Which, see, I, I, would, I would even say that Yergos Lanthimos makes comedy movies uh, that are dark, but these these movies, um, I wouldn't consider them comedy. They just have these moments of comedy that shine through. Yeah, for for sure. I I think you you put it perfectly uh, there. What in in your mind? We we both already we we talked because we watched it. Uh, 
just around the same time. I think it was the same night. Like you were watching it. I think it was early afternoon on a Saturday. And then I watched it that same night. Uh, but what to, to you, what was the thing that was your favorite thing about it that didn't surprise you that you kind of expected and then what was the thing Dave that you you weren't expecting that you really liked about the film um so the little that I've seen I don't know for sure if I've seen the entire trailer um but I, I didn't know that there were these splashes of these set pieces essentially basically every car of the train ended up being a different set piece um, and I don't know if any of that was in the trailer it just seemed to be this dark gloomy um, downtrodden movie that takes place with all these people who are uh, basically destitute um, so I didn't get to see any of the upper crust of the train so that surprised me and how different the the, the varying cars were uh, on their way to the front of the train so um, that was that was the biggest surprise yeah, I I think that surprised me uh, quite a bit as well. Um, I I wasn't like totally floored by it, but it it was surprising. Uh, I think when you look at to me this movie, uh, it's I thought it was when you look at all the effects and everything in uh, so many blockbusters today, I thought what made it different was, uh, I thought it was a little more ambitious, this, this film, as far as, uh, I didn't think it was, there was, so many like of those effects that we we've getting so accustomed to when it comes to to blockbuster films um i thought there was just i don't know if something about the the post apocalyptic storyline in the ice age dave and they they did this in the movie the road as well because that was post-apocalyptic and I have a hard time saying that but um, they they did it with the road as well like something about the um, like not too many people left like the aftermath of something horrific like something that wipes out all or most of humanity uh, something about that storyline, uh, just, I don't know, it, it makes, like, I thought a film like this was more gritty, even though it was action-packed than a lot of other, like, blockbuster action movies you see. I, I just thought it was, I don't know, there was a, a sense of, of I, I don't think, grim grimness is the right word to go but I do think 
it was very um just cutthroat in a way i i think too many action movies now we we kind of like I, I feel like they've become predictable in a lot of ways or, or if they're not predictable you kind of know what's coming uh th this film though snowpiercer I, I mean a lot of it towards the second half of the film it it threw me for a loop like i wasn't expecting a lot that happened in the film but what are your thoughts on that as far as like other blockbuster movies that are effect driven do, do you agree with me in saying this just felt a little more like gritty um, yeah, I, I, and I think that's that's a, a credit to the set design team. Um, everything just felt lived in. It felt like those people were in the back of that train um, just in their own filth for however many years. Um, yeah, it, it, it was so well done. And the further you got up the train, seeing these people in their rags and in their, their, their filth um, contrasted by the poshness of how they were living in the front. Uh, that was really well done. Um, and I don't know how much of that was natural effects or how much was done in post or what have you, but uh, I thought it was, I thought it was really great. Uh, what, what was your favorite? Did, did you think like as far as the, the violence in this film, um, did you enjoy like like the violence and the action scenes and sequences more or did you, did you enjoy just the way it everything was set up and uh the way it was shot did you think the film benefited more from being violent or do you think it benefited more. Did you enjoy it more for being beautiful? What would you say? Well, again, and I, I don't mean to sound like a fanboy, but that's a lot of uh, Boon Joon Ho's wheelhouse. Uh, you don't have to choose between the grittiness and the beauty. He's able to um, sort of use that dichotomy to to, to push forward um, the tableau, if you will. Um, yeah, just just fantastic. I don't think the violence was gratuitous in any way. It was it was like action movie style violence um, mixed with with um, sort of uh, Artur style beauty. Um, I can't I can't speak highly enough of it. And uh, I, I'm just curious. Um, have you have you looked at his IMDb, um, are there any projects? I know um, Parasite, it, it wasn't that long ago, it was released, but are there any projects by him that are past projects that you could be interested in or, or future um, upcoming projects from him? Have you, have you gotten to take a look at his IMDb or no? I'm pulling it up now. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he did a movie called The Host. 
Um, let's see here. I'm, I'm, I don't want to put my, my foot in my mouth. Let's see. Yeah, he did Boon Joon Ho. Uh, he, he did the host. Um, I want to say that I might have seen that. I want to say that this is something that I've seen a long time ago and really need to rewatch. This is from 2006. Um, the synopsis on IMDb, a monster emerges from Seoul's Han River and begins attacking people. One victim's loving family does what it can to rescue it from rescue her from its clutches. Uh, and I'm pretty positive I have seen this and I, I remember enjoying it. Uh, but I need to I need to rewatch it with with some fresh eyes. And you said it came it came out all the way back in 2006. All the way back back in black and white days, 2006. Wow, that's boy, I was like just I I was like perfect back then, man. I was like 17. Still angelic. Didn't have any like yeah, didn't have any um like zits on my face. You were still any sin- gray hair. You were still sinless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you were like, I'm a grown ass man. <laughs> I was born a grown ass man, Scott. It's <laughs> at this point I don't even remember anything else. <laughs> yeah. You never even we're a kid. Yeah. That's why you're like, except for Olive, because she's like you and she's talented. But that's why you're like, I don't want to. Yeah, enough with these with these bastard kids. <laughs> uh, um, I think uh, we should probably wrap it up around here, man. This is a uh, another good time. Yeah. Yeah. We. Uh, and I'm glad we got to um, touch and we talked to quite a bit on uh, Snowpiercer and we gave uh, some of our holiday favorites. And real quick as we close, Dave, I, I, I think I kind of in a way I, I've done myself a disservice because I've never seen the, the holiday classic A Wonderful Life. Um, never seen it, and I know that's high on a lot of people's lists. I think it was uh, Tony Sephora's our our old friend that used to attend the Purple Cat. It, it was like one of his favorite um, Christmas movies, but that's one I'd have to knock off the list. To me, it just seems so old and like kind of cheesy, but. Maybe eventually I'll uh, get to it, but uh, Snowpiercer, man, that was a. I mean, I I put it in the Christmas category, and I'm I'm glad we got to cover it today. This has been a blast. Yeah, man, indeed. Um, yeah, uh, we 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 should do it again sometime. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Up This has been a production of Golden String Radio and Golden String Podcast Network. Striving for a world of visibility and accessibility for those living with disabilities.